Welcome back. We are back from Thanksgiving break. This is the 126 Podcast. It's episode 13 of season 4. How you doing, Coach? Leaning back. Relaxing. I'm doing great, Addison. Just making the transition from holiday mode into what, Coach O? Work mode, athletic yeah. director mode. You're you're struggling a little bit. You're on the struggle bus this morning. I was on the struggle bus, yeah. Uh, but you know what? This is a great way to come back from a break. It is. Celebrate a coach of the month. Yep. We all have a few few extra pounds, but no Did less enthusiasm. Did you have like some kind of a – I'm gonna, applause or uh, yeah, I've got it. Just, Whenever we officially okay. announce Coach of the Month, oh. I'm not going to applause the concept of Coach of the Month. I see. We'll, <laughs> we'll get to it. We'll get to it. But first, we'll get to this. Well, you know, it's that special time of year when you come back from Thanksgiving break and you can't wait to go to Christmas break already. <laughs> uh, three weeks. Th- three weeks. Yes, three weeks. Um. It is also, it's really fun time of year for us. We've kind of finished up uh, fall sports. We're into winter, but spring hasn't begun yet. So it's just kind of basketball and a little bit of other stuff going on. Uh, it's a good time for us to play catch up a little bit. It is the time of giving. And uh, so we're planning on some little Christmas surprises for our coaching staff. But I'm going to be selfish this morning. Maybe it's um, just coming back from making a hog of myself on Thanksgiving or whatever. I'm not fully transitioned yet, but uh, I don't brag to, I brag about our programs and our coaches. We're going to brag about a coach in just a minute. And um, you're, about to, you're about to use the whole weave to brag on yourself. I'm going to brag on myself. Right. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. yeah I, am. Uh, I don't really brag too much outside of that. If, if unless I can, maybe I don't have anything to brag about, <laughs> <laughs> but I will tell you this. I'm going to brag this morning because uh, we just got back. Coach O, you know, we own a German Shepherd kennel. My wife and I do. Our family yes. does this. My boys participate in it. And uh, my 12-year-old uh, did his first handling in a show this weekend and did a really nice job um, at the show in Austin. We got back from, it's called the Seeger Show, which is the national show for German Shepherds in October. Uh, we've got the number two female in the United States, uh, in her age class. And, um, got a couple of puppies that scored very, very highly. And, you know, we, we've got a lot of things going, but, uh, that dog that was number two in the nation. Now she won the Austin show this weekend. So that was kind of a big deal. She beat a dog that had beaten her back when, uh, when she was a puppy and, uh, but she's really coming along and, um, so my kids did great. My dogs did great. My wife puts a great deal of, of uh, time and effort and work into training and prepping dogs. It's a lot like athletics. It really is. I mean, I say this. I see parallels all the time between training and preparing a dog, which they, it really is an athletic event, um, and training kids, right? I mean, we you know, humans have a little bit more imagination maybe, but those German Shepherds are pretty smart. I know, I was about to say, which one's easier? They're pretty smart. They're pretty (laughs) smart. Yeah, dogs are probably easier. They really are. But uh, anyway, it was a good weekend. Uh, We came back with some hardware and uh, so had a lot of fun. Was that Cypress? That was Cypress, yes. Shout out to Cypress. Yeah. 
Yeah. All applause and though. Wildwood, uh, Wildwood German Shepherds, uh, WildwoodGSD.com. You can go out there and. You can't and, uh, pitch your business really? on. Did you Have you blogged about it? I uh, know. See, the, I'm so far behind on those blogs. I've got a, a few blogs in the hopper that my wife hasn't posted yet because I do the writing, she does the posting. But we got some nice pictures from the show, so I'm sure we'll get some stuff up there. I haven't even gotten anything posted from the national show which was in Ocala, Florida, as you well know, back during fall break. But anyway, good weekend for Wildwood Kennels. There you go. How about that? <laughs> Just <laughs> completely. Uh, Has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Not a bit. Whatever. It's sports. Uh, actually is. It's no, sports. It is sports. And uh, it's uh, performance excellence. And that should lead right is into it a, sport? a coach. Oh, yeah, there's no question. Well. Is there a no, judge? No, not this again. <laughs> Is there a judge? Yes. All right, then it's not a sport. The judge has to tell you who won. Not a sport. Sorry. <sighs> yes, but if they don't, if they don't, uh, it's just like a hurdler. Uh, if you don't make it over the hurdle, right? There's a, but there is a specific. You know, it's not. It's two. It's both parts. Okay. So yeah, it's, it's, part it's of both. it is judging, and part of it is like timed. Yeah, what yeah. What I mean, boxing? you know, it's performance based. If somebody gets knocked out, it's a sport. Yeah, but I if mean, the judge, if the judge has to tell me who won, it's not a sport. It's an art. So only athletic art. This is an ongoing debate. It's It's been a while since we've been down this path. Athletic art. Sorry. It's still cool. Still super cool. Yeah. I can't do either of them. Doesn't matter. Well, anyway, we have some performance excellence at the table today. That's what we're here to celebrate this morning. But first. Hey. Oh, Well, all right. Hey, everybody, welcome back. I'm glad to be back. And today for the subject spotlight, we're going crazy and talking nuts. Oh. oh. Can you guys name <laughs> one of the four nuts that California is known for? Oh, I see the connection see here. The connection. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we got a Californian at the table. We do. Who is it? We do. It is our November Coach of the Month, Callie Orozco. Good morning. Welcome. Are you jousting this morning? Am I jousting? Yeah, it seemed like it, yeah, he's we had playing the trumpet the music. intro. <laughs> oh, that'd be fun. It would be. Yeah, can we get that? Does UIL offer? Oh boy, would that be great? That would. No, unfortunately. Although water polo is maybe just as dangerous. It's, yeah, it's the closest <laughs> it's thing we got. It's an extreme it's sport hardcore. as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah. hardcore. All right, nuts. Yeah. Well, let There's four Californian of them. She's got to get one. Well, I'm sure she's going to get the most popular one. Almonds. Yeah. I got to go with pistachio. Yeah. Bam. I don't that's even. my fa- personal cashews. favorite nut. Is that a nut? No, that's no. a that's a. It's a nut, isn't it? Well, it's not one of the nuts yeah. from California. Give know. it another try. It's, uh, let me, Peanuts. I, no. Gosh. Brazil nuts. <laughs> no. Gosh, he's going wrong. <laughs> Is there any nut left it's in the mix? Starts with a W. Walnut. There you go. Yay. All right, there you go. And pecan was the other one. Give yourself a round of applause. There we go. Yeah. I knew that. Now, listen, Addison. Mm-hmm. A good Texan like you or me ought to know if you were to just pick one. Pecan. For, there, yeah. there you go. Right. And Which Coach I, Hans, I he like, jumped on that one. Um, <laughs> I like to say pecans because people what? say pecan and they say pecan. Oh, but nobody put, says pecans. You so put it together. yeah, that's mine. Pecan. So if you're somebody saying pecan, that's because of me. Huh. Anywhere in the world, I started it. What about pecan? 
Yeah, see, you could do the same, but I think pecan sounds better. I like pecan. Mm. Yeah. I'm gonna go with pecan. Okay, go ahead. Why can't we just say pecan? So there's four. What are the? What's the fourth one? That walnuts, pistachios, pistachios pecans, and almonds. Oh, pecan's one of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh. pecan. Yeah. Okay. Pecan. Good. Yeah. Well. We share that in common, uh, just like we share Coach Roscoe in common. She's <laughs> yeah. from California. She's uh, blessed us with our, her presence here in Texas and opened up water polo for Forney ISD uh, and to great success, in my opinion. Now, we'll, we'll get into that and dig into it in just a minute and talk about that. But the real reason you're here, because you've been here before as the water polo coach when we did water polo special. But you are the coach of the month, and that is a big deal to us. Uh, there are only a few of those, a handful each each semester, or actually less than a handful each semester. And um, I always like to remind our listeners that a coach must be nominated by a peer. So another coach has to f- complete a nomination process for you to be considered for this award, and um, that gives it another level to me. You know, it's not just something we pick or – it's a random deal or based on success in the playoffs or whatever. Somebody had to notice excellence in what you do. And uh, we've noticed it too, but it's, it's nice to know, I think, that your peers do. Coach O, what did that peer happen to say about I will the other be Coach more o? than happy to read this. Coach Orozco was the head coach of the inaugural water polo season. She came in and took a bunch of kids that knew nothing about water polo and put together some pretty competitive teams. Not only did her athletes not know anything, but her assistant coaches didn't know anything about the sport as well. Coach Orozco was the head coach of both North Forney and Forney High Schools. While juggling all of this, her athletes and classroom students still get her best every day. Now, the cool thing about this is, is who nominated. I don't ever say who the nominator is, nominator is, but the person that nominated this is pretty cool. And the fact that when it says the classroom students, Coach Orozco is teaching a tested subject. So she's coaching two high schools and teaching a tested subject. How awesome is that? Which is uh, what we call in the business insane. <laughs> No one does that. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. Uh, her <laughs> practice facility also is not on her campus, so yeah. she has to brave forny traffic each day back and forth. Is there anything else you want to do? Can we make the job harder just to see if you can? Nope, you're good. You're like, it's good enough. I feel like I have like 100 <laughs> more gray hairs now than I did at the beginning of the season. Like literally. I think I yeah. literally have like 100 more than I had before. Pretty exceptional. Uh, Pretty exceptional job. I got a chance to see a lot of water polo. I am a fan. It may be my second. It's it's running a close second with softball. Uh, mm-hmm. Basketball is clearly my first love, but and, and I love softball too. But but I have taken a liking to water polo. Well, you just got to get the temperature right in that building. Yeah, that was. I do feel like a, yeah, it, it is a little bit. I mean, I did open that door. I sat by the door. I've seen you. You got a good spot over there. Yeah. You picked that out real quick. She's found a nice draft where the the airflow comes in and out of that building, and she can set her chair. Oh, it's up too warm in there. In the well, I, I mean, I was I was sweating. Sticky. Yeah, like I was working out. I couldn't have, be talking to people steady, wiping sweat off my face. Yeah, but the the water's cold, right? Uh, as long as it's set to the right temperature. Yes. Yeah, usually those those pools are pretty chilly, which it's terrible when you first jump in. But after you play water polo for about. 
two minutes, well, it the, feels really good. The difference of four degrees makes a huge difference. There was oh. one day where it was turned up to like the max that it could be, and I had one of my most conditioned swimmers, players, like ready to throw up. Mm. So if it's the four degrees less, then you know, it's tolerable. Yeah. Cool. The little things you learn. The little things. Well, I don't. We we have to talk a little bit about how was your break. Okay. Your, your Went to California. Oh, okay. Got to see my brother and my sister in law and her family and just uh, and then some friends. So it was kind of trying to fit everybody in, you know. Mm. So like, yeah, like you were saying that I just got home and I was tired, and then we did Christmas decorations. And that part's great though. So. Never yeah. stops. I'm yeah. I'm really surprised you didn't ask a Thanksgiving food question. No. Well, I nuts. keep mixed nuts on my countertop all the, throughout the entire holiday season. So to me, that was a Thanksgiving food question. Well, oh, there okay. you go. I thought you. I thought it was really good. I mean, I'm so, I don't know why Addison's so critical. Yeah, I, I was. What, I didn't say that it was it's, bad. I said I was surprised. It's Monday after Thanksgiving. I said Thanksgiving. I was surprised. Yeah. I thought I did well. You. I didn't say you didn't. Because the one I what I initially was gonna do for the subject spotlight, I just felt like you were gonna roast me. What was it? Tell me. Well, Let me see if I'll roast you. Well, in honor of her being a Californian, we were gonna talk sun, but it was gonna be raisin. But I know sun is S U N, raisin is S I N. Yeah, that's a leap. Yeah. So. The I had nuts to, was better. I had to dig deep down <laughs> <laughs> to get get that. So. so, what's the weather like in California this time of year? Uh, it was probably like four degrees less than it was here. Okay. But I mean, there were days where you could sit out. We had Thanksgiving outside. You did? Yeah. It's not windy like this, you know, because where, where my sister-in-law is, she lives in Santa Cruz. So it's right next to the beach. But the, I believe that the, the Santa Cruz mountains kind of breaks all the wind right there. So like here, you know, you can't put things in your front yard without them falling over 27 times. Over there, the wind isn't so severe. Yeah. Yeah. Now, speaking so. of wind, that Lubbock wind, dang near, I mean, it chilled my bones. I, I was uncomfortable the entire time I was in Lubbock. So while we're uh, celebrating performance excellence, we need to also recognize that uh, Coach O's daughter, Carrington, has completed yes. her co- collegiate volleyball career. And we ended on a win. We upset Kansas. There you yes. go. Yep. And end on a high note. Yeah. So now we just... Get ready to graduate next month, and who knows what the future holds. Who knows? We're waiting. Waiting to see. I may have some exciting news Ooh. coming up in the next month or so. Cool. We'll be eagerly awaiting. I may have to pull my passport out, get Ooh. it stamped. Wow. Yeah. That is very exciting. We'll see. We'll, we will await maybe a, a world premiere announcement here yeah. on the yeah, 126 yeah. podcast. We may have another... Um, Overseas calling on the one two six. Maybe so. Yeah, we yeah. we uh, possible keep We've on. Had those before. We have had overseas calling. We're kind of a big deal. I mean, we're we're pretty. We're we are a big deal. Listen, people are listening to us that you don't even know. I mean, college athletes are listening to us. Coach, professional. We got college athletes. We have professional yes. athletes on the program. We've had uh, worldwide call-ins. We've had national best-selling authors. We've had. Coaches of the month, yeah, Californians. I mean, come on, we're we're branching. Let's get out. back to this coach of the month because I don't know if the people know. Okay, Coach Orozco is a Native American. We did. We learned this right before the show. I'm mostly Mexican, but I, I did. I'm one. She's she's one eighth Native American. Inuit, so 
Inuit, really? Yes. Do you know what Fantastic. Inuit is? Of course. I didn't know what that was. Well, yeah, he's a history person. Yeah. yeah. So, so tell, so give us a little genealogical, uh, trace that genealogical history for us a little bit. Okay. Well, my my grandma Elvira Lopez was born in Mexico City. Yeah. But she was half Inuit. I don't know how. Yeah, that she came on down. Well, she didn't. Her. Somebody Mom did. and dad did, but um, I'm not sure. Honestly, like it's kind of mm-hmm. that's where, where I start because I knew her. You know, I didn't know my great grandparents. Yeah, but yeah, she was half. That's awesome. That's a ways. Yeah. It's pretty she good. Was really tall. <laughs> well, you're tall, coach. Yeah. yeah. So I think I, my like I'm her shape, like size. Yeah. For the uh, the uh, audio listener here, how tall are you, coach? I'm, I'm right. six feet tall. Six feet tall. That's got to help in the pool, probably that length and and uh, yeah, Wingspan, wide arm yeah. span. I mean, we've seen that, Coach O, uh, to get back in. I don't know if, the, if there's any connection between Inuit and water polo, but uh, somewhere you can there, swim. There you go. Somewhere <laughs> it, it made its way back to Forney ISD here, and we're glad it did. But in for your water polo uh, season, I think when we started the season, I said, Coach. Here's what I would consider a, a successful season. We're able to field four teams. Right. Uh, we get through the season safely, mm-hmm. and we're able to compete and sco- hopefully be able to sco- put some points on the board. <laughs> check, check, check. We did all three success. of those. And I, and I think really um, exceeded anybody's expectations. The first step, though, was having teams on the boys' and girls' side at both schools, wasn't it? Right. And we did it. We did Just, it. Some took longer than others, but yeah, it, that was, um, yeah. I mean, I was a little nervous at some points that with North, but yeah, the kids that ended up coming out, you know, I, and I, I wrote this into that little article I wrote, but um, the bravery, like to think about like kids taking on a sport that they knew nothing about, like that's insane. That's insane, right? So you just hear about something, and I'm going to do that. You know, some of these kids came out, and most of them were not swimmers. I think the expectation would be that the swim team would be the water polo team. But in reality, what we got, especially at Forney, was just kids that came out that knew how to swim, quote-unquote, right? But didn't, you know, they weren't swimmers. And so... They learned from literally the ground up um, how to play this game. And they improved. Both teams, like I literally saw it from week to week, the improvement. Two really cool things there. One, and I look, uh, yeah, if all of our swimmers had come out, we might have had a little bit of an advantage maybe or whatever, maybe some some track kids, some football kids, some gymnasts, something, somebody. But how cool is it that – We've a water polo has appealed to a whole mm-hmm. other segment of our student population. So Dr. Terry talks about these nets. We've created this whole other net that's pulling kids in mm-hmm. uh, that normally would might not be in right. an athletic right. event or a and, school event. And some there, I mean, there's some kids that came out that this is this is their jam. You know, this is it. Like yeah. they, I don't think I had sadly like I had a kid. I was talking to him because uh, he's an off season kid and he's a senior. You know, normally the se- seniors like. They stop, and, you know, check out. Mm-hmm. But he's still working out. And um, he told me that he's like, I finally found my sport, but he's a senior. And he's so he's sad, you know. Like, I, And I think about that, like, man, if we imagine if we just had this few years back, 
you know, and these kids would be seniors playing, they'd be so good because they were so good in one year. The improvement that we saw mm -hmm. in one year, one seat, not even a year, season, yeah, was incredible. Listen, tell him to go to school, get a science certification, get a CDL so he can drive a school bus, <laughs> come back and apply in Forney ISD to be an assistant coach, yeah. and we'll get him back in that building. Yeah. I mean, really, we we need to get good people, kids that yeah. that want to uh, give back to their community and be in a a profession that's consistent back in this one. Mm -hmm. uh, we need teachers. We need good teachers and good coaches. Right. But so I think you're, whenever you said the bravery of those kids to try it, um, I think you hit the nail on the head there because I talk to students and so often today it's strange to me how, how afraid kids are to stand out like at all. Mm -hmm. um, and it's this weird balance because we have all these kids who are, you know, they're so into TikTok and all these other things, and they want to stand out in some ways, but they're so terrified to stand out in other ways. But in a way, that's the norm, right? Right. TikTok and the dances, right. that's what everybody does. So just Yeah, but to stand out um, you know, on your own, not behind a screen, a lot of the kids are really afraid to do it. I had kids in my class who it shocked me where kids were saying, like, if, they, if someone offered them an NBA contract today, some of the kids were like, I would not take it. I wouldn't take it. And I was like, why? It's like, you know, millions of dollars. And they were like, because I'm, I'm short and unathletic and I, wouldn't get I don't want to get dunked on and turned into a meme. Like, they were so afraid of that. And I'm like, that does say a lot about just the psyche of kids today mm -hmm. in America on this, you know, cell phone generation. So these kids that were just like, yeah, I'll go, I'll go play water polo. Right. And I'll jump in a pool with headgear on that I've never worn <laughs> before. And, you know, and that's, you know, especially of all sports to go out right. and be brave in water polo is is even more daunting to some kids. <laughs> yeah, because so, if you don't swim, you die. <laughs> right, exactly. So for them to do it, I think bravery, you hit right. the nail on the head there. I'm, I'm very impressed with the kids that are willing to do it, especially the ones who weren't athletes before. Right. It is impressive. I got to yeah. tell you a funny story. Coach O and I go in early in the season, I and mean, it's one of the first practices. And our, if you haven't been in our aquatic training center, there's a learn to swim area yeah. on one end. It's three feet deep. And then you've got the, the lane pool, the diving boards, the water polo uh, layout, everything's on the other end, the deep end. It's, what, 12 feet deep, 15 feet deep, whatever. <laughs> so we go in and we're watching practice, and there's a couple of kids in the learn-to-swim area, and they're learning to swim. <laughs> I mean, I, that's, what I, that's the, yeah. my perception of they're going back and forth. You know, the coach will go over there and give them a little instruction. I'm like, wait a minute. Now – is she, is she coaching them? Are they here like in a program or <laughs> is this part of our practice? So after we wait after practice, I'm like, hey, we, we got to talk to Coach Roscoe. Like, <clears throat> Coach, hey, we got to get those kids out of here. <laughs> we're, we're trying to have water polo practice. She's like, no, they're part of our water polo practice. So after that practice, I'm, I'm, a, I'm on a little shaky. I'm losing my faith yeah. a little. I'm like, wait a second. What, is this really – are we having success in this program? I, how? Okay, so – Fast forward two or three weeks, maybe, a, I don't know. I go back to a game. One of the kids that was in the learn to swim area is a goalie yes. for the yeah. varsity team and is functional and yeah. successful. It's, it's That's amazing to me. Just yeah. need a little bit of love and attention. That's all. That's uh, it. That's it. I mean, put you know, put that in any <laughs> other sport context. I don't know if it works or not, but by gosh. Right, yeah. You know. that's Yeah, if you put it in any other – which – that well, really only yeah. works the first year that you're doing this. I, I think y'all are going to just keep getting better and kids are going to get more interested and things like that. But yeah, if you had a kid that was, you know, learning how to kick a ball 
<laughs> yeah. Like that you were like, this kid has no idea how to kick a ball, and then they're starting on the varsity no. soccer team or no, something. No. or Run. R- right, learning how to run. He, yeah. can't, he can't run, Coach. <laughs> <laughs> he can only crawl. Yeah. He never yeah. he never got out of the crawling phase. Yeah. But I think about this, how many we graduated from that side, because we, we had to kind of reteach or, you know, they, le- they learned how to, you know, it's like when you go to a barbecue, people say they could play volleyball. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. It's very different. I, like, yeah, I yeah. actually don't play at barbecues because people are like, oh, you want to play volleyball? You you played in college, and then we get out there and they're not playing volleyball. They're, yeah, you know. And anyways, so for this for the listening audience, she just made a motion like a, a little kitten reaching up for. Uh, Was that a block or uh, a, what? I don't something. know. I don't know what that is. But, um, you know, this whole, like, learning how to swim, like, I can swim. They knew how to swim in theory. You know, they knew how to swim in a pool with. To not drown. Yeah. No, like they in someone's backyard. Yeah. That's yeah. how they knew how to swim. That was not what we're doing out there. And, and I think how I present it next time will be a little bit different to the junior highs. Because I was, I was like, we could teach you how to swim. Honestly, like, I saw, I didn't know how to swim very well when I started. Um and I was like that pool swimmer, you know, I could push myself off and get to the other side of the, the pool in the backyard. But, um, man, I wish I could do that. <laughs> I saw, I saw myself <laughs> in these kids, you know, like the struggle that I had was revived and I'm watching them having to go to the side of the pool and like, <laughs> you know, it panting. And, and I'm like, Oh my gosh, that was me. Like that was totally me. In and that's probably why she, had that perspective of we're going to teach them. Right. Because mm-hmm. that was a true story, people, because we were very skeptical <laughs> of her thought yeah. process. Well, hey, <laughs> I don't Hey, the first year, you. You, you take what you get, you know. And the kids showed up. They showed up. They did. And those kids who weren't great swimmers are, you know, the bravest kids of, of any of them. No but doubt. they were like, hey, I'm going to be on this team. And I'm 100% in yeah, agreement. Awesome. Good enlightenment, Coach. I, I need you to enlighten us on a couple of other things. Okay. One, that uh, Stanford. That's your favorite college, Stanford, yes. of course. It's the Stanford Cardinal, correct? Yeah. So why is the mascot a tree? Because there's a lot of trees on that campus. California, that part is known for trees. Does, Redwood City is right there. Does Cardinal refer to the color, the color not the yeah, bird? Yeah, the color. Oh, right. not okay. the bird. Yeah. Okay. Well... <laughs> All right. You got to fear the tree. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And uh, green pozole. What is that? Pozole. Pozole. What is that? It's a, a Mexican soup. Its origins are in Aztec culture, but it's a soup with like hominy, like the big corn kernels. And uh, it's made with tomatillo and um, like uh, poblano mm. chilies. And it's just really good. Is hominy a butter bean? Mm, no, hominy is corn. Oh, yeah. but big. Big yeah. corn. It's big corn. Uh, okay. Whatever they do to it to make I, it. You just expand. said that, didn't you? Corn. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, and it's is it green? Well, my my broth the is tomatillo. Green. The tomatillo from the tomatillo. Is green. Yeah, you have to like boil those because they uh, they come like they're really hard. Hmm. They, they're like you, tomatoes, but they're green and they're hard. They get that little husk around them. Yeah, you, you gotta peel off. I always put tomatillo in my chili. Have you ever had basole? No, I have not. Oh, green? No. We should have like a potluck, a coach's potluck. (laughs) 
cool. Well, is she there, could bring some is interesting. Is there red? Yes. Okay. And it's great, too. My brother makes a mean red I bet it's spicy. Yeah. Uh-uh, I'm out on that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, those are just a couple of things I saw in her fun faves. I was like, I need to ask her about that. Yeah. And, and yeah. that RVing across the United States, Ooh. that's a vacation bucket list. RVing across the United States. Yeah. Well, okay. let me tell you about that. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of did that, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, but I got an RV full of do- kids and dogs. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a little, it's not exactly what, uh, you know, the vacation enthusiast would have in mind, probably. Uh, it can be a lot of fun, but when you load up all your dogs to go to a dog show in there, it's a lot of work, too. Yeah. I don't know. Coach is very interesting. No doubt. <laughs> mm-hmm. I really like the... Uh, you know, the cultural influences yeah. that she brings to the table. It's good stuff. I'd <laughs> like to really, you know, I like genealogy and and uh, stud- looking at different cultures, particularly ones that affect Texas. And mm-hmm. so she's, good, just, interesting. she's passionate about what she does. I like that, you know, especially sports I don't understand. <laughs> when we have coaches that are just on fire and passionate about them, I like, I like that. Well, I tell you what, I don't know who was the coach of the year for district whatever, water polo, uh, but you're you're it in our book yep, because everybody sure. else that we played, they already had water polo going at their school. It might have been an off-season activity. It might have been a club activity, but they already had kids playing. And Really? The, I didn't know that. Yeah. Every yep. school that we played? Yes. yes. Wow. And in a lot of cases, they already had a coach that was either involved on some level, like, for example, maybe the off-season water polo. That's what they did as part of their programming. Or in a lot of cases, they took their, their swim and dive coach and moved them over to water polo because their kids were already quite proficient. Well, we literally started from scratch, and we knew we had Coach Orozco on staff. For, she's a volleyball coach, and her, her competitive background's in volleyball. But she also had this clear experience but also appreciation and love for the sport of water polo and it's paid great dividends and we look forward to double down on it was that something that y'all had in mind when you were hired no not at all so so y'all didn't even know how did you find out that coach had a she opened her big mouth and yes. got herself into yeah. something what, she didn't expect. We were talking to Coach Orozco about an entirely yeah. different position in an entirely different sport. In a different universe. And you mentioned yes. water polo, and then it was over. Yeah, she, we, she was hired on as a volleyball coach. Yeah, and then you were like... An English teacher. They had, they had made eyeballs at each other. Now, wait a minute. I just asked a question, and all of a sudden they were like looking at each other, and they were talking with their eyeballs. <laughs> But then, to her credit, she comes back with this plan, and here we go. And what's our next uh, edition sport? Do we know? I mean, I think it's. I think the logical call is wrestling. Okay, I would. We talked about that. Yeah. yeah, that's the one that mm-hmm. is that the only UIL sport that we don't have. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Water, and water cool. polo is brand new. That's for, another thing that's informational, just so you understand the picture of this. Mm-hmm. Water polo was brand new in UIL as well. It existed at the club level. Right. It, it, you know, people with pools already did it. We did not have a pool until this year. Uh, so we expanded with the growth of the pool and the growth of the number of kids in Forney and the desire to have new programs and having a resident expert now, as we found out. Uh, so See, the one thing I've learned is that I'm not an expert at this, but it's awesome because, like I said, like this whole – process has really made me realize how much I loved playing yeah um and so and and I think because I honestly I just love coaching 
And so I, I was researching, you know, like constantly researching, trying to put together practices for each group of kids that would move them forward. It was it was fun at times. It was really stressful at other times. But it was, um, yeah, they did well. They, you know, I think I had told you at some point we had to reevaluate what success looked for us, you know, mm-hmm. because they're, the kids were just looking at wins and losses and you can't look at it that way um, when really what you have is a JV team playing at the varsity level. Mm-hmm. It's going to be very different next year. That's the stuff you were talking about really enjoying. That's what everybody pictures when they're thinking about being a coach, right? Mm-hmm. That fun stuff, you know, researching stuff, coming up with plays, com- like coming up with practices. It's all the other stuff that nobody knows about. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That you're like, oh, man, I did not know this is what coaching was. Um, but that's, yeah, that's the fun stuff for sure, is trying to figure out how you're going to practice these kids and, and get them ready for it. But we're definitely proud of what's going on with water polo. We're excited for what's coming. I know that you're going to have more kids showing up next time. I've heard several kids be like, man, I didn't know till halfway through the season because mm-hmm. you can tell kids a million different ways about something and then – Three weeks later, they're like, oh, you never told me. Well, I think the kids themselves have been the best, like, salespeople, mm-hmm. really, about it. And even seeing um, the kids that did swim go from water polo to swimming, how it's changed them. Uh, I know Coach Chen at North, he's talked a lot about how his swimmers are so much stronger than what they were ever before. And it, there's a huge difference between the kids that played water polo and those that did not. Um so, you know, hopefully that sells the sport as well. And that's probably true in every sport. Right. Every sport that has an incoming water polo kid is like, oh, oh wow. How about the soccer Look at this. kids? You think yeah. the soccer kids are in shape? I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. We talk about this all the time, and it doesn't get enough traction in the world at large. But a multifaceted athlete is better for everybody. Mm-hmm. If we had basketball kids that have run cross country, I don't. you don't have to spend two months or – a month trying to get them in shape and get them ready and get them tough and get them. Uh, and that sounds like a small thing, right? We don't have to spend any extra, even if it's a week. Yeah. But whenever just having coached middle school soccer, I can tell you the hardest part of the whole thing was time management. It was, which that's a condensed season. It was like a month long, but trying to teach the kids who some of them had never really played competitive soccer. They were athletic and they, there wasn't another sport going on. So they played. But trying to teach them how to play, like, as a team in a month is so hard. And we had the first bye week. Some of those teams had to play a game three weeks in, or three days into the season. And it was like, I was like, dang, this is so fast. And I always, I always really like, like, as a teacher, I love the moments where I get to talk about stuff that's not my subject, right? Whenever you just talk about life with kids. And I was looking forward to that with my athletes. And it never happens. You don't have time. Like, they get in there, you get them dressed, you get them practice, and then you look up and you're like, oh, crap, their parents are outside. Like, <laughs> uh, get out, go, leave, because you just run out of time. Mm-hmm. So it's and then any it, time. If it's three days that you don't have to spend conditioning, that's huge. And then she cleans up the pool deck and checks right. the restrooms yeah. and makes sure that the showers are clean and all that good stuff. It's too. a million things. They're just – Well, yeah, there's no so, doubt. Addison, you're on, you're, you hit it on the head. Uh but boy, is it ever rewarding, and is it ever good for the kids and the community that you're serving, uh, Coach Orozco? I hope you're thinking about your three to five year plan. Our vision is to have kids in that pool. We have a pool in Forney ISD now. Uh, we'd like to have kids in there wall to wall. 
Uh, we would love to have see little kids in the pool. We'd love to see developmental kids in the pool. Uh, it would be fantastic all summer to see kids in our pool uh, knowing in their brain that one of these days I'm going to get a shot to be a part of that swim program or the water polo program or a diver or whatever. Um, it's such an asset to have, and we want to maximize that. We also want to maximize the growth of the program, and, and you have given us uh, a superb first step toward that accomplishment. So congratulations to you and to your program and uh, for being Coach of the Month. It's very uh, well-deserved. And, um, you know, as we assess next season, I know we've got some strides we can help make and some preparations that we can assist with to get ready to be even better in 2023. Uh, but what a nice start in 22. Yep. Good job, Coach. Thank you. I have one more question for you. So if, uh, if someone's listening to this and they're like, you know, I want to be in water polo or my kid, that would be perfect for my kid, what would you tell them right now that they could – maybe do to prepare or, or get ready for, for joining water polo? Is this a swimmer or non-swimmer? Um, <laughs> that's a good question. How about answer both? Yeah. Um, I would say, well, we have Metroplex Aquatics right there, and if you need to learn how to swim, then you probably should, could go there. And it's right there in the facility. You'd get used to the facility. You'd get used to the environment. Um, and, you know, they're co-joining with us in, in this community, so we could support them by bringing them some – business and, and you learn how to swim if you know how to swim and when i say that i don't mean in a backyard pool but like if you know how to swim like if you know how to swim like a backyard pool you can pay i think three to five dollars or something like that or it's three to five you pay five dollars to swim in the lanes at a certain point i think after school like maybe it's, i don't know I'll, I'll have to look into that but um and just go swim laps just go out there and swim until you can't swim anymore, and that will be the best thing to do. There you go. And then they can watch, I think, our website. I'm assuming there's going to be some summer. You did a little bit of summer programming last year to right. get ready. Right. So I would think we would be looking to put we'll, together a camp or a – Yeah, we'll have something. And then I'm trying to – so one of, my, one of my really good friends in Hungary, he played on the Hungarian national team in 2002 – I'm trying to get him and his his wife is my friend, but I'm trying to get them to come out and he, that'd be cool if he could yeah. do yeah do that. But we'll sounds see. like a good podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hungarian national uh, swimmer. And, and by the way, Hungarians are like the best at water polo oh, in the really? world. They really? win the Olympics almost. They're, you they're need to get him here so we can get him on. Yeah. Water polo royalty. Is that what well, you said? He, yeah. He would need a translator a little bit. He's good. He can speak English, you know, pretty well, but there's some things that I think. Our first translator? Sounds interesting. Yeah. yeah. Sounds cool. Well, All right. Yeah. So watch our website. Um, stay tuned to Forney ISD's Facebook and Twitter and what else, Coach O? Instagram. Instagram. Everything. <laughs> because our summer program, in the spring, once we get to spring, that summer programming will start to roll out. We have summer camps in every sport, water polo included, and Coach Rose Cole will be instrumental in planning all that. So um, stay tuned or listen to the 126. They can subscribe to this mm -hmm. podcast and get alerts on their phone every time we have a new episode. And I assume we'll be promoting it on here, too, once we know what our calendar looks like. And I will say I can't, I can't hear the words national team. Without saying this real quick, this podcast is going out on Tuesday, which happens to be the same day that our United States of America are in a winner go home game in the World Cup against Iran. So it's at one, 
I believe. Yeah. So if you if you happen to have a job where you can pull up a World Cup game, that'll be a good one to watch. I always tell people watch the World Cup. If you don't watch soccer, watch the World Cup because it's just it's different than anything else. Half the world watches it. It's so cool. Um, but I'm really hoping that the U.S. can stay in this thing. Didn't you ask me before the podcast started if yeah. we had a Forney ISD graduate <laughs> playing in the World yeah, Cup? Yeah, we don't. We don't. But we have Americans. We have some Texans. We have several Texans on the U.S. national team. Uh, one of our best players is from Little Elm. We've got another guy who plays for FC Dallas who's who's on the U.S. team. So uh, Texas is a definitely a uh, kind of a hotbed for soccer talent in the United States. So – we're rooting for Texans and okay. Americans. Water polo is so, a little bit like soccer in the water or basketball yeah. in the water. Yeah. It's sort of a combination, combination of them. There's a lot of fast breaking going on, a lot of Wrestling. movement. Wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Wrestling. All right. Well, uh, let's enter that magical time, Coach O, between Thanksgiving and Christmas and uh, get back to work. Yep. That's my magic sound. Coach Rosco, we'll send you back over to Forney High. Have a good uh, success in your English classes, and we'll see you in a uh, aquatic center very soon. Yes, yes, thank you. And we will see all of you very soon. Make sure you follow, subscribe, share it out there. Do whatever you need to to keep up with Forney ISD Athletics. This is episode 13, and we will see you all next week.